Namaste. Namaste. You know, for years, many, many years, attending services with my teacher and mentor, Dr. Kennedy Schultz, he would come out on a Sunday morning and he wouldn't run up to the podium like I would, I do, but he would come out and he'd grab the podium and he would say, his opening affirmation was, such is the nature of life, that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You are that opportunity, and so am I. Love that affirmation. Drilled into me for so many years, I'll never forget it. Now, it was many, many years early on in our journey together, creating our, our spiritual home here of TCSL, that I learned this affirmative greeting was adapted by Ken from one of Dr. Holmes's books, Love and Law. And we do that a great deal in the New Thought teaching. We adapt a wisdom which may be 100 years old or even 2,000 years old and turn around and make that wisdom, that truth, our own, at least to such a degree that it makes sense within our current journey on this physical plane. Now watch what's happening right now because what you'll also see is the reverse is now occurring because many are taking and more traditional theologies, taking the wisdom we find in the Science of Mind textbook, the workings, the, the writings of Abraham, and reframing it to work in the traditional Christian te teachings, much like, much like our New Thought philosophers did with Scripture. It's all a full circle. It's all a full circle, which is fine. Truth is truth, no matter how you work it. So I thought, well, for our purposes this morning, why don't we take a shot at adapting Ken's affirmation and Holmes' writing for the purposes of making it our own? So here's how that might sound like for today's lesson. Such is the prosperous nature of the universe that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to prosperously appear. You are that opportunity, and so am I. You like that? I like that. Let me try it again here. You are that opportunity. Oh, there we go. We're on the wrong line. Such is the prosperous nature of the universe that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to prosperously appear. You are that opportunity, and so am I. So am I. So, this is why this affirmation card or this quote appears on your affirmation card this week. Because it's a universal truth that you can take with you wherever you go. We are just now adapting it for our own purposes. And this morning, we're going to be speaking on the prosperity principle. And the truth is, when it comes to prosperity principles, I nor anyone else will ever be able to share anything new with you. You see, in our time together this morning, whether we're discussing a principle from Dr. Holmes's The Science of Mind, written almost 100 years ago now, or whether we're discussing the prosperity principles contained within the Holy Scripture of over 2,000 years ago, universal spiritual principles are universal spiritual principles. Wisdom and truth do not change. They do not change. That's just reality. However, what is also a reality is we have the ability 
for transformation. We have the ability for transformation and how we choose to interpret those spiritual truths and incorporate them into our journey. So from this awareness, we ask you to consider, just consider, adapting the spiritual principles of prosperity that we know that you've heard before in such a way that they become your own. In such a way that you can rewrite them for yourself that now they feel a little more doable. Not so much that they become a goal to have, but a way of living and being that becomes second nature. Let me give you an example. In the science of mind, Dr. Holmes had this to say about universal prosperity. He wrote this. He said, we need to love the wealth of God as well as the wisdom of God. God's eternal abundance surrounds us at every instant, but we can partake of it only as we accept it as our own. We do this by acknowledging that all creation is the manifestation of God's mind, and that we are the children of God equipped to receive and dispense the universal goodness. It flows to us and operates through us as we accept it as our own. And he went on to say, if you could realize the tremendous power of attraction that holds everything in its place, it is yours, this gift. It is the divine birthright of every living soul, but we limit ourselves by thoughts of limitation. Now we must open up the doors of our own consciousness and expand and expand and no longer think in terms of the backyard lot, but in terms of the infinite nature, in the terms of the universe. Love that quote. But, you know, I'm very well aware of the fact that if we take someone from the millennial generation, you know, the ones that are really just we don't care for that much. Just kidding. That we kind of need to break this down a little bit because Holmes's writing, which I love, by the way, is a little more. What's the term I want? Um, aristocratic, maybe? than what they're used to hearing and absorbing. So let's break this down in such a way that we can explain it to any millennial that crosses our path. Holmes wrote, we need to love the wealth of God as well as the wisdom of God. He is saying, it's all source, it's all energy. Wisdom and wealth, there is no difference when we're talking about divine mind. It is the formative energy of presence coming forward to be experienced. It is the truth and it is substance. In short, it's all energy. It's all energy. When he wrote, God's eternal abundance surrounds us at every instant, but we can partake of it only as we accept it as our own, he was saying, limitless supply is everywhere. It is our for the taking, ours for the receiving, as we recognize, as we honor. No our oneness with it. Then he said, by acknowledging that all creation is the manifestation of God's mind and that we are the children of God equipped to receive and dispense this universal goodness, it flows to us 
and operates through us as we accept it as our own, in today's vernacular, we could say it's all divine energy. So you and I contain, already have, all that is required, all that is needed to express and receive universal prosperity and an awareness of our oneness with Source. We become an ever-expanding channel. We live as that ever-expanding channel for this divine and prosperous good. And he wrote, if we could realize the tremendous power of attraction that holds everything in its place, it is yours, this gift. Translation, by working consciously with the law of attraction, all things are possible. All things are possible. And lastly, he wrote, it is the divine birthright of every living soul, but we limit ourselves by thoughts of limitation. We must open up the doors of our consciousness and expand and expand and no longer think in terms of the backyard lot, but in terms of the infinite nature, in terms of the universe. In short, life's too short to think little. Life's too short to think little. Our be little. We want to think huge, think outrageous, think the thought which has never been thought before. We want to be our grandest self. So let's put it all together for this journey in the now. You know, for the millennials, we want to pass this wisdom on to. Limitless supply is everywhere present, and it is ours for the taking as we recognize and know our oneness with it. It is all divine energy, so you and I contain all that is required to express and receive and be universal prosperity. In an awareness of our oneness with Source, we are an ever-expanding channel for this divine, prosperous good. And by consciously working with the law of attraction, all good, worthwhile, and prosperous things are possible through us, as us. Life's too short to think little. Think huge. Think outrageous. Think the thought that has never been thought before. Think, visualize, create, affirm, and pray, and do it all so out loud and proud, so large, that the reason is the thought of thinking outside of the box is that the thought was too grand in the first place to fit in the box. You want to transform your journey of how abundance is manifesting within your life? Great. You do not need to learn another principle. I know you know them. I know most of you have been in those classes with me. And if not in mine, in someone else's. So I know you know them, and I know you've heard them all before. So what's going on? Perhaps it's not about learning the new principle. Perhaps it's about learning that there's, a, there's something within us that wants to transform how we choose to accept and adapt these principles as our own. As our own. So let's begin this process by stating that we are in harmony with the universal spiritual custom of prosperity. How's that sound? We are in harmony with the universal spiritual custom of prosperity. Or we may say we are in harmony with the spiritual habit of prosperity. 
Here's what I want you to know. You know what custom? Custom is just another word for law. Custom is just another word for law. And habit is another word for being, that second nature being. And we suggest this because some hear the word law, and that doesn't always trigger a positive feeling, a positive energy. It's the law. I got to get this right. Otherwise, what's going to happen? It can feel sometimes restrictive, or at the very least, for some, it carries a connotation that we have to get this right. But habit and custom. Habit and custom. It is my custom to allow the universe to flow through me with ease. It is my custom to know that no matter what is before me, all that is within me is the flow of divine abundance and prosperity. It is my habit to always remain in oneness with all that God is. How's that feel? Does it feel a little better than I'm trying to live by the law? Here's, here's the deal. If you've ever had a speeding ticket, <laughs> sometimes we might want to adjust how we're working with principle because we like to play around with the law. We want to see what we can get away with. But the law is the law no matter what. The custom is the custom no matter what. The, the habit is the habit no matter what. It is how we interpret it, how we adapt it as our own, which, which allows it to work effortlessly within our journey. So I want to share a little story with you about how someone may understand or may not understand prosperity principles, but has yet to adapt them as the habit of prosperity within their journey. Now, this is one of my oldies but a goodies, but I like it. It helps make the point. And it's about a pastor who was summoned to the home of a fellow that was struggling to make ends meet. His income was $4,000 a year. $4,000 a year, just struggling. And the pastor talked with him a little while about this and finally said, you know, let, let's begin with a word of prayer. And in this word of prayer, we're going to commit that we will dedicate one-tenth of your income to the universe going forward. One-tenth to the church. And the man's thinking, well, you know, this is not a problem. That's, that's only $400 a year. Why, that's only about eight bucks a week. So they prayed. The man and the pastor prayed. And in the course of that prayer, he committed to give his 10% to the universe through his church. And over the years, as this man practiced this principle, he became quite wealthy, became quite wealthy, and eventually came to the point where he was making over $100,000 a year. And one day he comes to the pastor and he says, you know, I'd like to be released from the commitment that I made many years ago. One-tenth of my income? Well, you know, that's over $10,000 a year. And I have other plans for that. There are carnival cruises to take. <laughs> Pastor said, no problem. We can do that. And they prayed. And the pastor prayed, not for the release of the promise, the commitment, but that the man's salary would again be reduced to $4,000 once more so he could afford the tithe again. And the man jumped up and stomped out of the room, muttering, you know, this just isn't what I had in mind at all. 
This is not what I had in mind at all. For the record, this is not an attempt to get you to tithe more. Although if you feel that way, don't let me stop you either. The story demonstrates the difference in learning and knowing about universal spiritual customs of prosperity versus adapting them as our own. Versus adapting them as our own. See, knowing the truth is easy. Living in truth, well, that's a little more challenging sometimes. I, I always get, it, it, perhaps it's difficult for no other reason for some because the wording simply needs to be reframed. The wording needs to be reframed into today's vernacular, into such a way that they, the individuals can begin adapting it for their own. Woodrow Wilson said, You are not here merely to make a living. You are here in order to enable the, the world to live more amply, to live with greater vision and finer spirit of hope and achievement. You are here to enrich the world and you impoverish yourself if you forget about this. You impoverish yourself if you forget about this. And I think this is one of our biggest issues when it comes to adapting spiritual principle. Because we get into this mindset that in order to be prosperous, in order to live abundantly, we have to work really hard to do that. That's an old way of thinking and being. Or people get into the mindset that, well, you know, I'll work as hard as I can, but it's easy come, easy go. Money comes in and it comes out. And in that mindset, the individuals are impoverishing themselves. They haven't adopted the truth of what they know. They haven't let created a custom, a habit of allowing and being universal spiritual energy manifesting through them with ease. And it is that vision of having to work hard for your for your money, easy come, easy go, which activates that law of attraction Holmes mentioned earlier. It's an old saying said, foolish people with all their thoughts have this one too. They are always getting ready to live, but never living. And if we were to adapt that for today's lesson, we would say many people with all their thoughts have this one too. They are getting ready to be prosperous and therefore rarely are prosperous. They are getting ready to be prosperous and therefore rarely are prosperous. I will tithe more when my ship comes in. I will tip more when my ship comes in. Why, when I win that lottery, I'm going to be so, so friendly and give so much away? No, that's not living in the now. Now, that's a nice thought to have, but you need to be prosperous in the now. We want to adapt that second nature awareness of always knowing that where I am in this moment, where I am in this moment is simply being the second nature awareness of the divine. I always like to share with folks, because you were touching on tithing, so people get nervous, that my official position has always been, you tithe what you feel spiritually comfortable with. Nothing more, nothing less. And there's a great deal of relief with that for many people. And I appreciate that. I understand that. But what we have to ask ourselves, if I'm comfortable with tithing 3%, why is that? If I'm comfortable with 
tithing 3%, but yet I want to be in that mind frame like that, like that fella where he was tithing his 10%. What do I have to do in order to accomplish that? Perhaps the time has come to expand that comfort zone. Perhaps the time has come to say, well, you know, what I think about grows and expands. Where my intention goes, that is where my energy flows. So maybe it's time for me to say, okay, today I'm only going to go, I'm not going to go jump up to 10% because I got bills to pay. But I'll go to 3.5 with the intention of three months later going to four. Now that feels doable. And this is how spiritual habits begin to become formed. This is how spiritual customs become active in our lives. And the smallest step is always the greatest step towards your demonstration. Take the smallest step, and that will take you into your greatest demonstration. It's a wonderful author by the name of Jerry Giles, and he wrote a book called Creating a Prosperous Life. And in that book, he said, the strongest single factor in a prosperity consciousness is self-esteem. Believing you can do it. Believing you deserve it. Believing you will get it. He said individuals who carry a low self-esteem concerning their prosperity consciousness feel that way because they have accepted limited and restricted ideas of how the universe may flow through them. They have not con- they are not convinced uh, they are expressions of the divine. That, and, and in that doubt, they are not creating a prosperous and vibrant journey. They are not 100% free of old religious teachings that they are deserving to live in harmony with the flow of the universe. And I like that because, and I agree with that, because if we're not in harmony with the abundant flow of the universe, it is a telltale sign that we have not adapted how the universe works through us. We may be working via old directions, trying to make it fit within our current journey. And we're not, we, our role is not to make the universe fit us. Our role is to make ourselves fit the universe. And so we have to begin exploring how we're doing that. I want you to pull out your affirmation cards for a moment. And I would like for us to begin adapting this universal truth as our own. Begin adapting the spiritual customs and habits of the abundant universe as our own. And so I'm going to ask you to affirm this with me now. Such is the prosperous nature of the universe that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You are that opportunity, and so am I. That was good. Now, let me feel it. Once more. Such is the prosperous nature of the universe that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to prosperously appear. You are that opportunity, and so am I. I want you to notice something right off the bat. 
you are not just affirming your own prosperity. You are affirming the prosperity for those around you. You are taking note that the universe works equally through all alike, and it is our good pleasure to participate within the demonstration and the flow of the abundant nature of God in ourselves and in others. In ourselves and in others. So tomorrow, or sometime next week, when somebody comes up to you and say, hey, you know, what's happening today? What's happening today? You can look at them and say, well, I'll tell you what's happening. Here's what's going on. Such is the prosperous nature of the universe that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to prosperously appear. You are that opportunity, and so am I. And you look, say that with conviction. You say that like you know it. You say it as if it rolls off your tongue as second nature awareness, a habit of being. Now, they're going to look at you like you're crazy, and that's okay. It only means they have not adapted the spiritual customs and habits of the universe as their own. And be aware, someone can adapt the spiritual customs and habits of prosperity of the universe as a whole, even if they, they do not realize they are doing so. Case in point, two young ladies from Australia, they like to sew stuff on their clothes. We're, we're back to the millennials. God love them. They like to stu sew stuff on their clothes, patches, and put special rips in their clothes. I don't know why that is, right? Now, one, one of these young, young ladies was an accountant. The other worked for an ad agency. Both are working in offices. They're barely getting by, can hardly make ends meet. But they were best friends, and they liked to do this as a hobby, and, so they, and they liked to dress alike. Isn't that cute? And so they would wear the same exact outfit of jeans with patches or holes cut in them in that special way, often sewed up with pink uh, linen. And a lot of folks began to take notice, asking them if they would make outfits like theirs for them, right? And so they decided that they were getting so many requests, well, you know, we could sell this. Let's, let's sell these and see how they do. And they went off like gangbusters. So today, what began as a fun little hobby for these two young ladies is now a fashion house in New York called Sass and Bide. Sass and Bide. And within five years, within five years, these two young ladies went from a net worth of zero to over $18 million. $18 million. And an interviewer asked them, one of them, well, can you guys actually sew? And I'm, this is a direct quote. I'm going to give you that disclaimer. And the response was, oh yeah, we can sew like seams and stuff and like buttons. And I made a pillowcase in sewing class once for sure. End quote. Hand to me, I swear. <laughs> so what is the spiritual custom and habit of prosperity? that these two young ladies adapted as their own without even realizing it. Without even do, realizing it. Having fun creating, doing what you love, is the custom and habit of universal attraction. 
having fun, doing what you love will resonate and activate that law of attraction to your vibration. Like for sure. <laughs> Universal laws do not change. Universal principles do not change. And if they're not changing, but they're not working within our lives, then that means, guess what? We're the ones that are going to have to do the transformation. And sometimes, and what we really hope we're getting across here, is that perhaps you are doing everything right. Breathe. You are doing everything right. I cannot give you another step of treatment. I cannot give you another guided meditation to do. You're doing it all right. But perhaps, just perhaps, what needs to be transformed a little bit is how you're working with those meditations, those affirmations, how you're adapting them as your own. How you're adapting them as your own. Here's what I can tell you without doubt. If Dr. Holmes, if Dr. Holmes can look at all of scripture, all of the Buddhist teachings, all of Tao, Taoism, Taoism, and so on and so on and so on, and reframe it all to create this masterwork that we know as the science of mind, it is perfectly acceptable for you to take the science of mind textbook and reframe it in a manner that begins an activation process within you that allows you to feel at ease with what you're reading, what you're saying, what you're treating for, what you're praying for, so that the universe begins to flow more easily through you. See, we're not saying to the universe, you need to flow more easily through me. That's not going to happen. What we are saying is, I am going to be, I am, that effortless channel through the universe. The universe flows with ease through you at all times. The question is, are we allowing it to do so with our perception of how we are adapting to and working with spiritual law or spiritual custom? Take your pick. So I've got a challenge for you. For the, How many have a, have a science of mind textbook? Those of you that don't have it, buy it. Now, you can get it from the bookstore. You can get it from Amazon. Doesn't matter to me. In chapter 16 or 17 of the Science of Mind textbook, one of my favorite treatments, affirmative prayers of all times, is in that textbook for prosperity and abundance. It is in the chapter on physical perfection. I have mentioned this before. It is a marvelous, marvelous affirmative prayer. And it's written in the vernacular of Holmes. I would like for you to read that affirmative prayer. I would like for you to incorporate that affirmative prayer. And then for those that really want to try and practice this a little bit, but a little more with ease, a little more about, let me see if I can adapt this better. Let me see if I can adapt this in such a way that I'm feeling comfortable with the words coming out of my mouth that I'm just working in harmony with the customs of the universe. So if you send me an email, I'm not going to send out a fast email. If you send me an email, 
I'll send you that same affirmative prayer rewritten in third person, and I'll talk about third person in a moment, in today's vernacular. In today's vernacular. To create more of a sense of ease. To create more of a view of adapting these words to fit within today's energy. To fit within today's time frame. Will either prayer have more power? No. No. They'll both be perfectly the same. There's as much power in. I know that all of life is the joy and bounty of the ever-creating flow and formative energy of universal source as there is in, as there is in God is all there is. Okay? Prayers are equally powerful. What will change, what will shift, is how you interpret it. What will change and what will shift is we're no longer trying to get the universe to work. We are allowing to fit with our, within it. We're allowing the uni, We're allowing ourselves to fit to transform how we're working with the universe. And we're going to do that prayer, by the way, in first person because we want to remove you. We want to remove you from any doubt any feeling that this is not going to work for you. And experience has proven time and time again that when we treat for ourselves, pray for ourselves in third person, we are treating in such a way as if we're gifting something to someone. We're gifting the power of our word. Are you ready to do that? Hopefully, yes. Napoleon Hill wrote, everything you need, you already have. Everything you need, you already have. You are complete right now. You are a whole, total person, not an apprentice person on the way to someplace else. Your completeness must be understood by you and experienced in your thought as your own personal reality. As your own personal reality. And what we've been saying to you all day, all this morning, is that your personal reality is how you interpret it, how you adapt it. Your personal reality of how the universe works with you is how you choose to say, am I working with spiritual law, and that's going to work for some, or do we need to shift that up a little bit and say, I'm working with ingrained spiritual customs and habits. It's just a slight shift, isn't it? feels just a little bit more at ease. So, I quoted Napoleon Hill this morning because next month we're doing an entire series on his book, Think and Grow Rich. That classic work, Think and Grow Rich. And it's going to be every month we're going to divide the book up into sections. I let the class vote on it for the Tuesday night class vote. For the record, they had a class that was going to teach a book about walking on water and walking through walls. They wanted to do Think and Grow Rich. (laughs) See what happens when you miss class? Your vote counts. You can begin right now today to step into that awareness that you have everything that you need. Nothing has ever been withheld from you. Nothing has ever been withheld from you. What may feel sometimes as if 
It's not happening. It's not manifesting in the way that I want it. It can simply be, maybe we, it's time to reframe the words that we're accepting, the words that we're attempting to pursue and, 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 and adapt and use as our own. You know, I'm a very right brain person. I get that. And so sometimes I have to have things explained to me a couple of different ways before I get it. Before I get it. And that's okay. So perhaps, just perhaps, since we all, all have that right brain capacity, and some of us have left brain capacity, right? Those two sides of the brains are always working within us. Perhaps it's time to begin reframing the spiritual truth. Not retelling it. Not rewriting it. Just reframing it. So that it is always working through us with ease. So if you do that, what I can assure you is the pro prosperity customs and habits of the universe are yours to be had. The prosperity, customs, and habits of all of life are yours for the taking, yours for the receiving, and yours for the expressing. Begin expressing them. Begin receiving them in a manner that serves you best. In a manner that serves you best. Let your new spiritual habit be, I work with and as the universe, in a way that creates a sense of spiritual ease with me in all things. And that will be your new spiritual custom and habit. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Namaste. All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me. Infinite mind. Infinite mind. In as and through me. In as and through me. Blesses and multiplies my offering. Blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work. It does its good and perfect work. And returns to me. And returns to me. Multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would please come up and as they're coming forward, it's my pleasure to introduce again the fabulous Gwen Hughes.